delighted that Sarah Breen has joined me in studio. How are you, Sarah? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm worried that we've said everything now because we've been talking for about 10 minutes. We have been doing a lot of chatting <laughs> off microphone. And we're both quite quick. We are, we yes. are. We've got a lot of uh, information out of each other there. <laughs> Within a short space of time. So you've started a new column in the Sunday Times, which I love. It's, it's, we, you call it loosely a parenting column, but mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, it is. They gave me, they approached me um, maybe about six weeks ago and asked me, would I be interested in doing something? And parenting is, I just have a lot of thoughts um, and a lot of, <laughs> a lot of musings to share. And I've never really had an outlet for it before, apart from Twitter. And that's going down the toilet now. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and it's a good time for me as well, because my youngest, who is, three has started preschool in September. Oh wow. Yeah, so previously I would do all my work in the evening times when the kids are in bed, but mm-hmm. now I have the gift of this three hours every morning. Right. Um, so yeah, the timing was right and I said, yeah, why not? You write this morning in the paper about something I'm, I'm also fascinated about is super large families. Yes. And actually only two weeks ago I ran into someone who I work with but I hadn't seen in a long while and I can't believe I forgot the most fascinating fact about her which is she's number nine of 16. She like, has it's incredible. 15 siblings. And all singles like there was no doubling up and you just that just blows my mind. I'm from two you're, you're a single a solo I'm so the only child. Yes. Anything larger than two blows my mind. I just, I cannot even imagine their sleeping arrangements. Like, yes. just pi- piles of children in the corner of each room. Who owns this? Socks and underwear and all that stuff that you mentioned in the column. Yeah, I mean, I struggle. I've got three kids and I do struggle with separating the socks. But I mean, I guess, I guess if you have that many kids, there's probably just a big bin of socks somewhere and I just try and find two. But... Could you, I always think, how do you have such a, like my relationship with Joan is pretty intense, maybe a little too so, but it's because it's one-on-one. And I always wonder, like, how do you, how would you have that close of a relationship with 16? But then we have 16 people in our lives we're close to. Yeah, that's true. And I would imagine that, you know, Christmas time in their house is a lot of fun. Yes. Like I used to dream of that, like when I, because my house was very quiet when I was very small. Yeah. And I used to dream of, you know, you see like ads for Tesco or whatever, and there's just like loads of people around a table and there's kind of chaos and our house was just very quiet. But now I have three kids and that's. <laughs> it's enough like I don't know I just honestly there's not enough mammy to go around yeah. like when I bought our third from home from the hospital and up to that point we had one each kind of you know if yeah. we were in town or whatever I would take one and he would take yes. one it would be fine and we brought the third one home and we were like officially outnumbered I just said to my husband like what would happen if the house goes on fire and he immediately was like I will take two you will take one <laughs> you know he had been thinking about it, as, about well. it as well yeah so I just I'm sure the um, parents of large families have their own provisions for fires <laughs> But I would not like to be in charge. I would no. not like to be the fire marshal in that house. No, no, no. But it is fascinating, isn't it? And you're yeah. talking about this woman that you follow on Instagram as well and that she's nine now, is she, it? Yes. And like, it, at what point do you go, maybe that's enough? I don't know. And we shouldn't judge other people's families. No. but and I'm very grateful that she has all these children because I find it so fascinating <laughs> watching them. Like, so she has nine kids under 12 and... She's basically pregnant all the time. So like every 18 months, she puts up a picture of her youngest baby wearing yes. a, I'm going to be a big brother or I'm going to be a big sister t-shirt. Yeah. And then that's her pregnancy announcement. And then she, like, there's, she, there's always like a little crib beside her bed. And this woman, I, she, I feel like she has extra hours in the day or something because she also like upcycles furniture in her spare time. Oh, Jesus. Like she will be like painting a wall with a baby strapped to her. And I just look at her Instagram with such fascination because they have like triple bunk beds in the bedroom. Oh, wow. Yeah, that would have been my dream as a child now. Yes. I was longing for bunk beds um, and she has one of those big buggy systems yeah. that, that preschools have that's sometimes. It, like oh yeah like six almost yeah oh wow because there's just so many kids <laughs> and they do normal things as well like they go on holidays they go on trips and 
you know, they must drive a bus because you couldn't get that many seat, <laughs> car seats into a normal car. No, there's no way. There's just no way. So when you were growing up, so you, the way you describe your childhood in today's column, it, I, you're a lot like Joan was. Like she, Joan is like fascinated with my daughter because she's a single with kids and their younger siblings and things like that. But when you became an adult, did you go, I'd like, I want, I don't want a single child or did you? I knew I always wanted more than one. Yeah. Um, but I suppose when you're planning, you don't really know how hard it is. Like yeah. I, I struggle a lot of the times with three. I, my kids aren't particularly difficult or anything. Um, and can I say hello to them actually yes, while I'm do. here? Yes, I think they're yes. listening. Hello, India, Esme and Felix. I'm looking forward to seeing you later. Yay! Um, but yeah, no, there's just not enough mammy to go around, yeah. I think. Um, so yeah, I, I, I love that people share their lives on Instagram. There's a couple of Irish big families that I follow as well and they do traveling. And, How you know, do you get the names of these people from you? I'll tell you later. <laughs> um, but they make it look so easy and I just know behind the scenes that's not the case. But you know, that's what Instagram is, isn't it? It's like highlights reel. They're not going to show. And whereas I'm drawn to like one and done and I'm proud of it and like people that are owning this so I don't feel guilty anymore. Yeah. Because when you were younger, I mean you are young, but when you were younger one wasn't as common as it is now maybe. Yeah, I think I was the only only child in my class. Wow. And everybody used to be very jealous like oh you must have so much stuff and like I think I had a normal amount of stuff it was the 80s like nobody really had anything (laughs) (laughs) we all sat on walls and had one toy and everyone was like you know you must have get so much attention I'm like yeah I think I got a normal amount of attention but then I would go to my friends houses and they would sometimes they'd have older brothers and you know older brothers had friends and And it was all fascinating it was all just very exciting to have all teenage boys around (laughs) and then you know my my friends would be complaining like oh my sister read my diary or stole my top and here's mine read it please please take all my stuff you know I would have loved all that and even as an adult now you know I, I have two friends who are sisters and they just have the best relationship and yeah. the best fun they socialise together they go on holidays together I go with them so, yeah. <laughs> so you know I'm kind That's of triplets. part of the family a little bit but um, yeah I, I mean I wasn't a fan of being an only child but I have a good friend who absolutely loved it Yeah, and as I said in my column today she told me that uh, she, when she was seven years old she said to her parents that if they ever dared to bring a baby into the house she would put it in the pram and push it down a hill so she was very content being an only child um, it's funny isn't it it's one or it is one or the other. The grass what is always about, greener for me anyway. Yeah. <laughs> what about with Christmas time for you? Like I know, I, I like I feel like I can talk about it now because I'm playing Christmas songs and things like that. But do you love it? Like do you in your household and now that you've got the three, is it... Is it a really lovely time for you guys? Yes, I am a very Christmassy person and um, I look forward to the season so much. And I think, was it two years ago when we were in the midst of all the lockdowns? Yeah. Um, and I really went back to basics and I started, like I would be a big mince pie fan. Um, <laughs> but instead of uh, throwing the box of mince pies into the trolley, I was just like, why don't I make my own mince meat? And it's not hard. It just takes time. Well, I think you're good in the kitchen though, based on your Instagram. <laughs> you, you do, a, like you and your breads. I am, um, I do, I bake, but I don't enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I, enjoyed, I enjoyed the bread phase of the lockdown, the you did very well. That. You did very well. Yeah, thank you. Um, I don't do it anymore, unfortunately. But um, I wouldn't be mad about cooking. But for Christmas, I just, I, I love the idea of slowing things down and going yeah. back to basics. So I made my own mincemeat. I jarred it all up. I made my own pastry. And wow. then I made mince pies from scratch. And you know what? The house smelled so lovely. Pastry daunts me for some reason. I feel like it's something I just can't get my head around. But no. I've never really given it a proper go. I think you need to try it. It's okay. actually not that hard. Okay. Um, and then like I was mulling my own wine Ooh. and everything and really going back to basics. And yeah, I think it can be very hectic. December and it's nice to slow down and you know and the house smells good and I'm always like very conscious of my children's memories like are they going to remember you know, oh, mammy making so mince nice. pies in the kitchen, even though like I'm like crying into my mulled wine. <laughs> Joan's going to remember me on my phone. That'll be your only memory. Oh, I do that too. <laughs> and before I let you go, of course, oh my God, what a complete Ashling. You had your diary out again this year. You're writing your fifth. How far are you into it? Yeah, myself and my co-author, Emer McLeisett. Who has writing. the most beautiful voice. Let's, let's say that out there. Let's put that out there. She's, yes, she is. Yeah, she's, 
she her yeah. previous incarnation was a radio presenter. She was on Phantom. Yes. And um, so yeah, I wish she was here to be quite honest. <laughs> no, um, you're doing great. You're doing great. Thank you. Um, yeah. So myself and Emma are working on the fifth and final book in the Ashling series. We so are. That's going to be so strange when you you do your final little you know the final dot the final period in your script. You'll be like that's the last of it. I know. I know. I am kind of worried about how I'm going to take it because I know I feel a bit emotional thinking about it. But we're about um, we're re- doing really well this year. Actually, we're about three quarters of the way through wow. it, um, and we're just kind of fixing all the problems that we make for ourselves, writing ourselves into holes, like <laughs> writing things that could never happen in real life. And we would normally have our book due in at the end of March, but because of the various Brexit mm. and wars and paper shortages, we have to have it in at the end of January now. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we're trying to be really good and bank loads of it before Christmas so then we can take two weeks off and just Lovely. enjoy ourselves. Well, I mean, they've all been brilliant books and I was saying to you off air, I went back to them in lockdown and read, reread a couple just for comfort mm-hmm. and you left it, the fourth one, in a good place so I'm really fascinated to read about the, what yes, happens to her next. we did. On our last book, we left with a massive cliffhanger and we yes. always had the idea to do that in some book and of course, the penultimate one is probably the best time to do it. I think you did it well. I think you did you. do well. Thank you. Sarah, Thank you so much. So the column is in every Sunday and Sunday Times, yes. and it's a lo- it's a great read. I, I I knew it was going to be a great read because you're wonderful writers. And oh, thank, thank you so you. much for your time. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs>